This is Couch and Coffee Table. Continuing on with our serial this month, here's The Adventures of Superman, Batman's Great Mystery, Chapter 3, as it aired on February 5th, 1948. And once again, we want to say that these episodes of Superman are very short, so all apologies for the confusion as to the length of these episodes this month. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. It's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, in his guise of Clark Kent, Superman is in the Metropolis Auditorium with young Dick Grayson, who is really Robin, Batman's young companion, when a man they believe was dead appears on the stage. Look, Dick. Look who's going to speak. It's Batman. Christopher Columbus. Yes, it is Batman. All right, gang, get set now for more Superman contest winners. You may be among these, so listen carefully. Mary Ann Wedlock, Dodgeville, Wisconsin. Rudolph Pignatelli, Philadelphia. David Gates, Emporia, Kansas. Rose Rubin, Providence, Rhode Island. Beulah Kibble, Cincinnati. James Maxwell, Bridgeport, West Virginia. Alfred Long, Kingston, New York. Mary Revel, Richmond, Kentucky. Marie Quattro, Sacramento, California. Richard Franzozo, Portsmouth, New Hampshire. James Pullman, Fenimore, Wisconsin. Gloria Thomas, Plant City, Florida. Leonard Martin, Minneapolis. Regina Kaufman, Jersey City. James Ridge, Cincinnati. Eddie Sewell, Manhattan Beach, California. James Mathis, Cold Spring, Kentucky. Marlene Wood, Mazomini, Wisconsin. Marie Samanderis, Farmington, Utah. Martha McComb, Orangeburg, South Carolina. Uh, Donna Siebler, Scotts Bluff, Nebraska. Janice Cunningham, Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Frederick Townsend, New Haven, Connecticut. Kim Bingham, Denver. Marcia Estrin, Bell Harbor, Long Island. Paige Bernstein, Raleigh, North Carolina. John Handy, Bangor, Maine. Larry Warren, Cadillac, Michigan. Mickey Rogola, Kewanee, Illinois. Patricia Mack, Cleveland, Ohio. Thomas Butera, Brooklyn, New York. Gerald Mansky, Viroqua, Wisconsin. Mary Jo Conrad, Melrose, Massachusetts. Mary McManus, Upper Darby, Pennsylvania. Lois Dodola, Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Jack Hetfield, South Bend, Indiana. Sandra Johnson, Rock Island, Illinois. Rial Bedoin, Lawrence, Massachusetts. Charlie Kading, Watertown, Wisconsin. Patricia Noonan, Brooklyn, New York. Emile Speranzo, Bridgeport, Connecticut. Guy McCullough, Hudson, Maine. Gail Berg, Berkeley, Illinois. Carolyn Fagg, Albany, Georgia. Billy Gioza, Detroit. David Hill, Bell Buckle, Tennessee. Richard Gleason, Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. Grafton Bran, Ellsworth, Maine. Robert Rice, Gloucester City, New Jersey. And Ruth Lenecht, Moline, Illinois. And that's all for now. More later in the program, so keep listening. The Adventures of Superman. 
Just 12 days ago, the famous Batman wakened Robin, his young companion, from sleep and told him... I'm going away, Robin. I can't tell you where or why. I hope to be back within a week. But if I'm not, well, you may never see me again. Then, when 12 days passed and Batman did not return, a very worried Robin appealed for aid to Clark Kent, who, as we know, is Superman. Searching for a clue in Batman's study, Kent discovered a recently made recording of a conversation between Batman and a mysterious Mr. Jones, a man who had somehow learned that Batman was really a wealthy young man named Bruce Wayne, and who threatened that unless Batman accompanied him to an unnamed destination, he would reveal his secret to the world. A desperate search failed to uncover any trace of Batman or the mysterious Mr. Jones. But early that evening, police inspector Henderson phoned Kent and Robin and told them to go to the Metropolis Auditorium. There, before a huge crowd, a tall figure wearing a skin-tight costume, cape, bat-like hood and mask, walked out on the stage to address the gathering. Look, Mr. Kent, it's Batman. Certainly looks like him, Dick. It is him. Or else I, I'm dreaming. You're not dreaming, son. But how could he be here, safe and sound, while letting us think he might be dead? I don't know. Oh, there's something screwy going on. Must be. Can't imagine Batman addressing a selfish, Ladies bigoted crowd like this. Wait, Dick, starting to speak. Listen. Britain, address this splendid organization. That's Batman, all right. I am wholeheartedly in sympathy with your view. As I am convinced that the future of our great country rests in your hands. He's with this mob. Yes. I, I can't believe it, Dick. Why, if Batman told me once, he told me a hundred times that this bunch were selfish bigots. He said they were a menace to our country. They are. I can't understand this. I think... Wait, Dick. Let's hear this. Want us to send our hard-earned food, clothing, seed, and agricultural Smokes, Mr. Kent. I must be dreaming. No, you're not, Dick. But Batman always said the only decent and humane thing to do was to help the starving people in Europe. I know. He went to Washington with me only a few months ago to say the same thing. I can't understand why. Why we give our oh, bread and cotton and steel and machinery to somebody else? I ask you, why? If the Europeans want the necessities and luxuries of life, let them make them themselves. How can he say that when he knows their farms and factories and homes were destroyed in the war? And all they're asking for is our help in getting on their feet again. I think I'm beginning to see what's behind this, Dick. Yeah, what? I'll tell you later. Say, Listen. We have our own troubles to worry about. So let's not bother about Europe's too. They got into a mess without our help. Now let them get out of it without our help. Jeez. My ears must be playing tricks on me, Mr. Kent. I can't believe Batman would ever say such rotten, selfish things. Neither can I. The less we have to do with foreigners, the better. So let them stew in their own juice. And now, in closing, ladies and gentlemen, let me urge you again to refuse to aid Europe. We work hard for what we have, so let's not give it away to a lot of foreigners. I thank you. Batman spoke like a, a selfish bigot and a rabble-rouser, Mr. Kent. Like one of the worst kind, Dick. The meeting's over. Come on. I can't believe it. He, he just the same as said, let those poor people over there starve. That's what he said. But I've known Batman for years, and I know he hates narrow bigots and, 
And despots like this un-American crowd as much as you and I and all decent Americans hate them. Then why did he say all those awful things? Well, my hunch is that he was forced to do this. Forced? Uh-huh. What makes you think so? Remember that recording we found in Batman's study? Oh, you mean that, that fellow Jonesy? Yes. Look, Batman just went into a dressing room. Here's our chance to find out. Come on. Did you tell me I might never see you again? Why haven't I... Oh, wait a minute, Dick. It's a long story, and I, I can't go into it now, because I've got another speaking engagement in Willow Falls. What? Gee whiz. Look, Batman, we three are all alone now, so you can drop the pose and talk straight. We heard your speech tonight, and now we oh, want to... Oh, you did, huh? How'd you like it? I thought it smelled. Really? I thought it was quite good. Oh, cut that out, Batman. We know why you made that filthy un-American speech tonight. You see, we found that recording. A recording? Well, what recording, Kent? The one you meant us to find, of course. The one you made the night you left of the conversation between you and that fellow Jones. Oh. Oh, oh, that. We heard him say he knew you were Bruce Wayne, and if you didn't go away with him, he'd tell the whole world. That's why you made that speech tonight, wasn't it, Bat? Because Jones threatened to tell everyone you were Bruce Wayne if you didn't go along with him. Isn't that right? Well, I'm I... surprised you went along with him, no matter what it meant to you, Batman. You have a great deal of influence and prestige, you know. And a lot of people will believe your lies just because you say them. That's right. But they weren't lies. What? Huh? I told the truth. You must be out of your head. Now, listen, Batman. Either this fellow Jones has succeeded in so scaring you that you've turned into a coward, or else you... Now, wait. Get this straight. I'm either a coward or out of my mind, kid. Now, as I said before, I've got another speaking engagement. So I'll have to ask you two to leave. Oh, no, you don't. You're not going to brush me off that easily, Batman. We've been friends for years, oh, and I'm going to... wait a minute, Mr. Find... Kent. Let me talk to him alone. But look, I Dick... know him better than you. Will you wait outside for me, please, in your car? Now, look, I'm in a hurry, Dick. I told I you... I don't care, Pappy. You and I are going to have a little power right now. Go on, please, Mr. Kent. Well, all right, Dick. I'll wait for you in my car. Okay. All right, now we're alone. Just you and me. Batman and Robin. So start talking. We'll be back in a moment for the startling climax of today's episode. So keep listening. Stand by now for more contest winners. Here they are. Norman Soam, Brooklyn, New York. Phyllis Bender, Chicago, Illinois. Nancy Burney, Jersey City. Virginia Schrager, Carbonville, Illinois. Lawton Short, Oneonta, New York. Raymond Schenewerk, Fort Orchard, Washington. Patricia Smith, Philadelphia. Catherine Benson, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Merrily Hammond, Los Gatos, California. Eddie Brannan, Griffin, Georgia. Gerald Larson, Janesville, Wisconsin. Stanley Young, Seattle, Washington. Edward Sandridge, Hampton, Virginia. Byron Young, Hayward, California. Barry Somers, New Haven, Connecticut. Alexander Young, Pittsfield, Massachusetts. William Mosley, Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. Helen Reese, Janesville, Wisconsin. Constance Isriski, Jewett City, Connecticut. Gertrude Bolzner, Jersey City. Shirley Branchford. Dansville, Michigan, John Pennington, America's Georgia, Billy Parker, Scotia, New York, Robert Bromhall, Durham, North Carolina, Jerry Kessler, Brooklyn, New York, Rose Hoffman, Los Angeles, C.J. Clifton, Corinth, Mississippi, Linda Gerard, Brightwaters, New York, Julius DeCook, South Bend, Indiana, Emily Kramer, Allentown, New Jersey, Mildred Johnson, LaGrange, Illinois, Jack Lapsky, Princeton, New Jersey, Peter Walheim, Philadelphia, Robert Young, Chicago, Nicholas Bilotti, Brooklyn, New York, James Nog, Carteret, New Jersey, 
Dolores Dry, Phoenixville, Pennsylvania, Henry Cherrick, Kingston, New York, Stuart Wilson, Mount Carroll, Illinois, Lois Inkey, Cleveland, Ohio, Mary O'Malley, Jamaica Plain, Massachusetts, Douglas McKinney, San Mateo, California, Livingston Smith, Rensselaer, New York, Alice Chambers, Darby, Pennsylvania, Louis Bojo, Joliet, Illinois, Rosemary Schwor, East Orange, New Jersey, Norman Plourd, Pittsfield, Massachusetts, Simone Rohrbach, Philadelphia, James Malley, West Haverstraw, New York, and John Byrne, Chicago. That's all we have time for today, gang. If you weren't among these, you may be on tomorrow's list, so don't fail to listen. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. Alone in a dressing room in the Metropolis Auditorium, young Dick Grayson, who is really Robin, appeals to his tall, costumed companion. We've never had any secrets from each other, Batman. So come on, tell me about this trouble you're in. I'm not in any trouble, Dick. Don't give me that. You wouldn't just disappear for almost two weeks and let me worry myself sick and then make a rotten, un-American speech like like some dirty rabble-rouser unless you oh, were... Watch your tongue, you brat. Huh? What did you call me? I called you a brat. Now get this through your head. I meant what I said in my speech tonight. I, well, I've been seeing things differently of late. Holy smokes, Mr. Kent must be right. Either you're yellow or you're nuts. I warned you, Robin. Watch your tongue. You watch yours. You never talked to me this way before, and you're not going to start now. I've got another speaking engagement, so I've got to go. Wait, please. Don't go until we've had this out. Take your hands off. Please, Batman, you've got to listen to me. You've got to... I said let go. That'll hold you, you little punk. Time to go, Batman. Hey, what happened to the kid? He got tough, and I had to take a poke at him, that's all. Let's go, Jerry. Hey, he looks as if he's hurt pretty bad. His head's cut. So what? He banged it against the radiator and he went down. He'll be okay. Come on, let's go. Without a backward glance at the fallen Robin, who lies huddled on the floor unconscious, the tall figure in the famous Batman costume strides from the dressing room with the man he calls Jerry. How can this brutal scene have taken place between Batman and Robin, inseparable as brothers? What can it possibly mean? The mystery deepens even more tomorrow, fellows and girls, when more amazing things happen and Superman decides it is time for him to go into action. So be sure to tune in tomorrow, same time, same station, for Chapter 4 of Batman's Great Mystery on The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time. This program came from New York. Stay tuned to your mutual station for Captain Midnight, which follows in just a moment. And right after Captain Midnight, you will hear Tom Mix and his Ralston Straight Shooters. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. That's going to wrap it up in this episode. We appreciate you coming by and sitting on the couch with us and just kind of eavesdropping in. We upload every Monday and Wednesday of the week, and we encourage you all to please come by again and take a listen to what we have to offer. 
from all of us here at Couch and Coffee Table. Take care, and we'll see you next time. This has been Couch and Coffee Table.